Welcome to the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast, where we invite you to pursue God, engage in community, and make a difference. Join us in our Broke Free series, all about what God wants for you, not from you. Here's Mike. Hey there, welcome to RVCC Online. My name is Mike. I'm the digital ministry pastor here at Rainier View Christian Church, and we're so thankful that you are joining us. And I want to start uh, in a little bit of a different way today. And this may be really weird since you're on a screen right now watching, but I want to ask you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes for a moment. And what I want you to do is I want you to visualize in your mind the most impressive architectural structure that you can think of, uh, whether you've seen it in person or not. And let's try to think of something a bit more grandiose than the Tacoma Dome or something like that. But I want you to close your eyes and picture what that structure would look like today. Just just picture kind of wherever you are, what would it look like? Okay, you, you got the picture in your mind? Good. Okay, you, you can go ahead and open your eyes. Uh, maybe some of you thought about the Eiffel Tower. Maybe you thought of the Great Wall of China or the Taj Mahal or the Space Needle. I've got no idea what you thought of, but I'm willing to bet that nobody thought of the National Monument of Scotland. Chances are almost nobody watching this right now has even heard of the National Monument of Scotland, which is the country's memorial to the fallen soldiers and sailors from the Napoleonic Wars. Now, the plans for the National Monument of Scotland, they were based roughly on the Parthenon in Greece. And who knows, maybe when you pictured a structure in your mind, maybe you thought about the Parthenon, absolutely incredible structure. They wanted to build something similar to that, but with this massive catacomb system where they would be able to bury the fallen war heroes of their country. It was going to be like this Scottish Valhalla and like just incredible plans, just incredible except it didn't end up looking like the Parthenon. It actually ended up looking like this. Yeah, this is what the National Monument of Scotland looks like today. They only got 12 of the pillars completed before they ran out of funding. Okay, it took five years to get that far and it never got any further, okay? That, that picture is what the National Monument of Scotland looks like today. And so instead of a, a Scottish Valhalla, it's now known as Scotland's Folly. Now, there are a lot of people in our world today that don't think that the Bible is relevant whatsoever for their lives, but I want you to consider the story of the National Monument of Scotland as we read the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 14. Check this out. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. So if the people that were in charge of the National Monument of Scotland, if they had read these words and taken them to heart, uh, chances are they don't end up in the situation that that they go on. Maybe it goes differently. Maybe instead of building uh, something looking like the Parthenon, maybe they just built like a nice statue, like just, just, just a statue of a war hero, and that'll do the same effect, but it'll actually be complete. Now, chances are you've never taken on a project of that magnitude, but, but we've all taken on maybe smaller projects in our lives where we had these great ideas, but we didn't actually have the funds to see it to completion. Maybe you've bought a project car before, and there's just this, this sweet ride that you've always wanted, but you could have never afford, afford it, but, but you can buy an old version of it, okay? And, and you're going to take it home and you want to, you know, kind of refurbish it and, and buy all the new parts. And that car is still sitting up on blocks in your yard because you just can't afford the parts. It, it, it's just not going to be possible. 
Or, or maybe you had this idea, okay, we're gonna buy this old house, and then you know, I, I've, seen, I've seen them flip houses on TVs on pretty much every channel, let's, let's buy this house, and, and we'll remodel it and flip it and make a ton of money on it. But the house ended up being just this massive money pit, and now you're wondering, will we ever even make our money back on it? Maybe you wanted to start your own business, and you're not sure if the capital will ever come together to get it going. Maybe you just want to have enough money set aside so that you can fix the next major appliance that goes down. Now, all those things are within the realm of possibility for us. It, it, those aren't impossible, but they're not going to happen without a plan. Okay, that's otherwise known as a budget. And, and, and budget can put all sorts of weird thoughts in our heads of like, ah, I, don't, I don't think I want to do that. I don't like thinking about that. But as we talked about last week, our money and our possessions don't belong to us. They're, they're ultimately God's things. It's God's money, it's God's stuff, and He allows us to be managers of His money. And so it doesn't matter if you have $100 or $1,000 or $100,000. It really doesn't matter because what matters is that we manage the money He's given to us that He entrusts us with. He wants us to manage it well. And let me make it very clear, people from all kind of tax brackets can mismanage money, okay? Like it, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you can easily mismanage it if you don't have a good budget, okay? And this is why a budget is not only a good idea, but it's, it's necessary. And so the thing that we want you to walk away with remembering today is this idea that God wants you to experience financial freedom of living within a budget. Now, that statement may seem like a contradiction, like, well, how can I be financially free? How can I experience freedom if I have to live according to a budget? You know, a budget is going to constrict what I can do with money. That, that's not freedom. And for a lot of us, it's, it's stressful to think about living on a budget. And, and, and a lot of us, we just kind of want to say, like, okay, if I don't think about it, then I don't have to worry about it. Okay, I'm just going to spend money, and I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to believe that the money is going to be there. That, that's not the kind of faith that God asks us to live out in this world. You know, to understand how a budget brings freedom, we need to first understand what financial bondage looks like. And so I wanna give you a couple of stats to kind of help you understand what that's all about. 78% of US workers live paycheck to paycheck. Over three quarters of the US workers, that's incredible. In addition, almost 10% of workers making $100,000 or more live paycheck to paycheck. So even if you're thinking, okay, if I make more money, then I'll be fine. No, no, almost 10% of people that make over $100,000 are still living paycheck to paycheck. One more stat. The average U.S. household owes over $7,000 in revolving credit card debt. Okay, that's the average, all right? So some people have a whole lot more credit card debt. You see, most people are experiencing financial bondage. They're not living in financial freedom. And if we want to experience the freedom God wants us to have with our finances, then we would be wise to look into His Word, okay? Especially when it comes to, to financial advice. And as we talked about last week, that the Bible is filled with wisdom about managing money. So I want to look at one verse right now in, in the book of Proverbs. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. So one of God's principles for money is that we have a plan and that we diligently work that plan. 
but not all financial plans are gonna take us to financial freedom. And so today, I want us to look at four different plans of how we can manage our money. And two of them are not gonna get us to where we wanna go, and two of them will help us. So let's check it out. Okay, so the very first plan that I wanna talk about is the destructive plan. And I base this plan on Proverbs 15, 27. The greedy bring ruin to their households, but the one who hates bribes will live. Okay, so when you're a kid, and let's just say like maybe your grandma lived far away and she would just send you like checks or, or probably would just send you like a fresh $20 bill in the mail or something like that. You know, when you're a little kid, it's okay to talk to your parents and say like, hey, can we go to the store? Like, can we go to the mall? Can whatever, like, I want to go spend this. Like, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, can we go to Toys R Us? I got to buy some new Legos immediately. And, and when you're a kid, that's fine. That, that's what you do when you're a kid and you get 20 bucks in the mail. You, you want to go buy what you want to buy with it right there. But this doesn't work when you enter the working world. That, that, that's not how we can, we can do it. Living according to the destructive plan means that we put no thought into our money whatsoever. It's simply, look at all the cash that I have. I want to go buy stuff. And, and, and we operate by this mantra of, I see it, I want it, I must have it. And, and, so, and so money just starts going left and right and, and we're just spending it and, and, and it's just going and flowing and all this stuff and, and it doesn't matter, okay? And, and credit cards are used as a means of like, okay, like maybe I don't want to carry this much cash and so like I'll just spend here and I'll spend there and I'll spend here and I'll spend there and it doesn't matter. And what we see in the destructive plan is that debt gets bigger and bigger. Debt skyrockets. It gets completely out of control. If your goal is to ruin your life, then the destructive plan is for you. No, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous, okay? And, and I hope that, that nobody watching this right now uh, is, is living this way. But there are some people that this is their reality, that, that I get money and as soon as I get it, like I spend it and it doesn't even matter if you start making more money. It doesn't even matter if you get a promotion because your spending habits are established. Now, this may be the meanest thing that I've ever said in a sermon, but if you are living according to the destructive plan, it's time to grow up, okay? You're not a kid getting 20 bucks in the mail from your grandma anymore. We can't spend this way. It is a foolish use of money and it's only gonna cause us pain and it's gonna hurt the people around us. And so if you're living this way, it's, it's time to live differently. Want you and your family to experience financial freedom? Sign up for Ramsey Plus free right now through Rainier View Christian Church at rainierview.org slash Ramsey. Okay, so now we want to move on to the second plan of managing your money, and that's the fingers crossed plan right there. And I base this on Proverbs 21, 17. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. Okay, so before I get into what this plan is, is, is about, I want to be super clear that having possessions, going on vacation, buying something nice, that those aren't evil things. The problem comes is when we love having those things. Like, I love my stuff. I love my money. I love my possessions. And we actually start to turn those things into idols instead of simply possessions, okay? And so... 
The fingers crossed plan is definitely better than the destructive plan because at least you have the knowledge that adults have to pay bills, okay? Like, at least, at least I know in my mind, I, I can't just, you know, blow my money on whatever I want, okay? And so, so when, when payday comes, like, oh, it's just beautiful, it's payday, but you know that I can't just go and spend it all like crazy. The problem is in the fingers crossed plan is you don't have any tools set in place to help you control where your money goes. The fingers crossed plan is, is nebulous. That is to say, it's vague, it lacks definition. And so what happens in the fingers crossed plan, again, payday comes, oh, it's fantastic, and whether you get the cash or a check or it goes right into direct deposit, whatever, but it's payday. And the first thing you think about is like, okay, it's payday, like, you know what? I got bills to pay, but like, let's, let's celebrate a little bit. Let's go out to dinner, and we go out to dinner, and I'm gonna slap down the plastic, and we're gonna take care of that. And then on my way home from dinner, I gotta remember, well, I gotta fill up got to fill up the car with gas. And so again, use the plastic and, uh, and okay, got to fill up with gas, but I'm an adult. I, I, I'm going to adult this month. And so I'm going to make sure that, yeah, I'm going to pay my rent. That's going to be good to go. Okay, good. Check mark. My adulting score just went up. That's fantastic. And then I see that the hiking boots that I have wanted for months and months and months are on sale 25% off. And so to be honest, I've got to go buy them now because it'd be financially irresponsible not to buy them. I mean, I've wanted them forever. And so like, I'm going to head down and use the plastic and I'm going to buy the boots that I want. And then I realized like, oh my gosh, the movie theaters are open. The movie that I want to see is finally hitting the big screen. And so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and do that. I'm, I'm going to lay some plastic down there. Uh, and then after the movies come back, okay, back to adulting. Okay, I've got water bills and electricity and garbage. Okay, I'm going to make sure that all those are taken care of and paid for. And oh, that's right. It's my mom's birthday this month. And so I'm going to hit Amazon and make sure that I buy her something really, really nice. And oh, back to adulting. I've got to make sure that I make the car payments. It's a little bit more expensive than I wanted to, but I had to get the limited edition, right? I mean, how could you not? So I'm going to make that payment uh, and uh, got to buy gasoline again for the ride because somehow it only gets 12 miles to the gallon. But again, it's limited, so it's pretty awesome. And then throughout the month, there's little things like, oh, you know, costs that I don't even necessarily see because I've already set up automatic payment for Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO Max and, and all these little things add up. And then you get to the end of the week and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm just done. Like I'm not cooking tonight. Hey, let's, let's order out and let's get DoorDash to bring it to us as well. Like it's a couple more bucks, but totally worth it. And then the credit card bill arrives and you look at the fat stack of cash that, that should be in your bank account. And you look at the bill and you realize, oh no, <laughs> these totals don't match up anymore. How did I get to this place? You know, and, and then when it comes to like savings and retirement, like, yeah, someday, someday I'll save up. That, that, that's crazy. And then what happens if there's an unanticipated medical bill or that sweet ride breaks down? What, what do you do? Like, what happened? Well, what happened? is the fingers crossed plan. I mean, the, the assumption that you will have enough money to pay for all of your needs and your wants in, in a given month. And I'm not spending like crazy, but, but my spending, there's, there's really no checks and balances system to it. And I'm just hoping that it'll all balance out at the end of the month. And if you insist on managing your money according to this plan, you will live paycheck to paycheck for the rest of your days.
Okay, now if, if you're managing your money in one of these two ways, according to the destructive plan or the fingers crossed plan, you may wanna ask yourself the question, why? Now I don't say that to shame you because we've all been there. Okay, at some point in our lives, we've lived by one and or both of those plans. But I wanna encourage you to search your heart and try to understand the reasoning why. Why am I spending money in this way? Again, we've all done it. Like, I've done it myself. Life gets hard and I can turn to retail therapy. And you know what I wanna do? I wanna go and I wanna check the Amazon app on my phone and I'm gonna scroll through the lightning deals to see what's the best deal I can get on something today because it's easier to do that than deal with my problems, okay? It's not healthy. Spending money to feel better is not the solution. And so now I, I wanna take a look at some healthier ways to manage our money. Two plans that are gonna help us experience the financial freedom that we want. So let's, let's head to plan number three. Uh, I, I'm just referring it to as, as the wise plan. And this is out of Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. So this is the plan where, okay, I've actually got a budget. I, I've got money earmarked for certain categories even before I start spending it. And so whether or not you, you have money going to direct deposit and you never actually see it or you get paid by a check twice a, twice a month or once a month or whatever the situation is, even before the money goes into your account, you know where the money is going to go. And so you know before the first of each month, I know that a certain percentage I'm putting into savings. I wanna make sure that I've got an emergency fund in case something breaks down and so I'm good to go. I've got savings and retirement. I'm thinking about that. I've got money set aside. And for housing, I know how much it costs for my rent or my mortgage and so that's set aside. Okay, gotta be responsible. And food, on average, we spend about this much a month so I'm gonna set that aside. And utilities on average cost this much so I'm gonna set aside that much so I can take care of water and gas and electricity and trash and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and for my transportation, I know how much it costs. You know, I know what my car payment is. I know how much it costs for an average gallon of gas for, you know, for a tank. I know how many times I fill up a tank in a month. So I'm going to set that aside. You know, I've got money for, for health. And so that's doctor's appointments and medicine and vitamins, things like that. You know, insurance for car, maybe mortgage insurance or renter's insurance, uh, life insurance, that's ready. You know, for, for, for my lifestyle, for clothing, for personal costs, I, I have an idea of what I, you know, this is kind of what I have left over now that I can use on the things. And maybe, maybe I even have a little bit left over that I can use to give to other people. You know, I, I can give to my favorite charity or church or whatever. But all in all, I know where my money's going. And the role of a credit card in the WISE plan is very, very different than what we've seen in the other plans because a credit card essentially just becomes a tool that you can use, but you make sure to pay it off every single month so that there's no, there's no uh, debt accruing for you and growing. And so a credit card essentially becomes just as valuable as a debit card, so you don't even necessarily need one in this particular plan. Plain and simple, we wanna see everybody who is living by the destructive plan or the fingers crossed plan to begin living by the wise plan and having a budget that works for you. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, I wanna talk about one fourth and final plan and I'm just gonna to refer to it as God's plan and I'm gonna base this on Proverbs chapter three. Check it out. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. 
So this last plan is the plan that recognizes that God's ways are better than my ways. And so when it comes to setting up my budget, I want to give to God first. He, he, he is the first one on my mind when I think about using my money. And so when that paycheck comes in, before I spend any money, I'm going to make sure that, that there's a percentage set aside for God. Now, within the church, people say, oh, it has to be 10%. I, I don't know what that would be for you right now, um, but we want to set that money aside to make sure that, that we give to God first. And then after we give to God, then same process as the wise plan. We set aside money for savings, housing, food, utilities, etc., all the way down the line. That's, that's a budget that, that we just call God's plan. If you're a follower of Jesus, we want to make sure that God is given to first through the local church. Now, the beauty of, of making a budget, creating a budget, and living by it is that you, you experience this, this freedom that you get to tell your money where to go to ahead of time instead of wondering where it all went after the fact. Okay, That's, that's financial freedom. And yet that being said, nobody goes from financial bondage to financial freedom between the paychecks, okay? Like getting to financial freedom is going to take time. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take hard work, but it can be done. So financial freedom begins with a budget. You know, we here at Rainier View, we want every single one of you to experience financial freedom. That's so important to us. And that's why we purchased a one-year membership for everybody in the church to Ramsey Plus. Okay, this is an incredible uh, suite of tools that you can use to help create a budget and, and, and to work towards financial freedom. You know, you're going to get access to the Financial Peace University course that you can also take uh, here at our physical locations. Uh, you'll get the Every Dollar app, which is a really easy way to, to begin setting up that budget, and it's there right on your phone all the time. It, it, it's such a great plan, and it's going to take you step by step in being able to create that budgeting plan that's going to work for you and where you are right now. And you can get your Ramsey Plus membership for free. Go to rainreview.org Ramsey. Well, why are we doing this? Why are we spending money on Ramsey Plus as a church to, to help you achieve financial freedom? Because that's what God wants for you. God wants you to experience the financial freedom of living within a budget. And that's what we want for you as well. So, so your next step is, is really to identify, okay, where am I when it comes to my personal budget? And, and we're going to be in probably a thousand different places right now, but I want you to, to, to identify with one of these three areas in terms of where you are with your budget to be able to determine where you need to go with your budget. And, and the, first, the first place is, I don't have a budget and I actually need help setting one up. If that's where you are, that's fine. That's totally fine. If you don't have a budget, well, you're starting from ground zero and that's great, okay? Again, using the Ramsey Plus tools, or even if you don't use Ramsey Plus, find any sort of a budgeting tool that works for you to be able to create that and get it going. Now, you may be in another category. You may be like, well, I've got a budget. I just don't use it. Okay, that's fine as well. This is a perfect time then to, to okay, let's, let's create a budget based on where we are right now. And you need to set a goal. And I want to have a budget set by this date. And I'd recommend having it ready, you know, before the first of a particular month. So you can kind of start fresh at the beginning of the month, but kind of set that date, whatever it is to say, okay, I'm going to work towards creating that budget. And I want it to start here. And the third place that you're at is, okay, I've got a budget and I'm using it. 
And if that's where you are, that's great. I want to encourage you to set aside a time in the next couple of weeks to sit down and look at your budget and reevaluate it. To really kind of look at where you're putting all of your money and to kind of say, okay, am I honoring God with where this money is going? And, and a reevaluation period is always a good thing when you're considering the money that God has entrusted to you. Financial freedom is going to begin with a budget so that you can manage your money instead of allowing it to control you. Now, after everything that we've talked about today, I know that some of you are really doubting that financial freedom is actually possible, and it's because of a really dirty four-letter word, debt. And you're sitting there and going like, okay, this, this all sounds great, Mike, but you don't know how much debt that I have. I don't think financial freedom is ever going to be a reality in my life. Well, I want to encourage you to join us next week because we're going to be addressing the topic of debt as we give you a starting place to begin freeing yourself from the bondage of debt so that your legacy can be one of generosity and not unfulfilled hopes and dreams. So please join us again as we close out our series, Broke Free. Thanks for being here today. We really appreciate you watching and we pray that you would have a blessed week. Thanks for joining the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified for all future episodes. Be sure to connect with us on socials at Rainier View CC and find out more about us at rainierview.org.